0: Yes, we love these. Listen to this podcast,
1: please. Boots like us. Hi. Hello. And I'm drinking coffee with pumpkin spice creamer because it's September.
0: Beautiful.
3: Girl, let me tell you about how I had pumpkin spice cereal, pumpkin spice life cereal for breakfast. And then for dinner, I had pumpkin
0: spice waffles with peanut butter on them. You also it. had a pumpkin spice coffee when you came to my house yesterday. I did. And then so. you knew it was the time. I
2: feel like I should just give in and start drinking it. I always like try to hold out for as long as I can cuz it's like still so early in September.
3: I give in to fall as soon as I can.
0: <laughs> True. Just yeah. give in.
3: It's all about It's all about to the fall. fall. For all right. Murder. Yes, fall—the perfect time for murder. Which is murder. why we're we're talking about. I'm not even trying to do an Irish accent. Um, we are talking about the Tana French novel, *The Trespasser*, which is the sixth novel in her uh, Dublin Murder Squad series. Which is not Dublin does not actually have a murder squad. This is well, also all fictional. Do people call it a murder squad? I don't know. Anyhow. That's what we're talking about today. Um, <laughs> this is a mystery novel. And so for our intro question, I wanted to ask how familiar you guys are with the mystery genre? Have you read any mystery books in the past? What is your, like, when you think about mystery, what do you connect it to in your mind? Like, what comes into mind for you?
0: Look, I am I'm I was born reading. Go, Mary, go. Question. Go, Mary, go. <laughs> there is a series of books by Lillian Jackson Braun. Uh-huh. Called the Cat Who series. Oh, yeah. I know those. And I read every single Cat Who book when I was in middle school that had been published. It was like the cat who It was like the cat murder. who played the eighty-eight keys. Okay. The cat who read a newspaper. The cat, you know, it was like, it was all like <laughs> cat themed. And it was about this reporter and his two cats who just like happened to help him solve crimes. Like a cat would knock a cup of coffee over on a newspaper and it would be the headline that the reporter needed. Oh my gosh, to cats to, like, are so smart. That's what they needed in this book. And I loved those books so much because they had cats in them and they were mysteries I really enjoy. And I also read like some Agatha Christie and stuff and really liked it, but I haven't read mysteries at all since then. Um, And this Tana French book, as well as another Tana French book that Emily gave me, gifted me sweetly. And I read like the first 60 pages of it and then stopped reading it. That's my first, Mm. like, adult experience with mysteries. Like, I guess I watch movies that are sort of mysteries all the time, but I don't read mysteries usually.
1: What about you, Susan? Well, this isn't a book, but I was pretty into Mary-Kate and Ashley and their, um, ability to solve (laughs) any crime before dinner time movie series. Yeah. Um,
0: Although it was never the hard crimes, you know? Well, they
1: were children, I mean.
2: (laughs) There was a book series for it, too.
1: Um. Yeah, I when I did start reading though, I I've always really liked um, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and the shorter kind of quick Sherlock stories. I've always been pretty into those. Uh, last year for Halloween, I dressed up as part of the uh, Mystery Inc. people from Scooby Doo. So just the idea of mystery is kind of always it was a part of a my good life. costume. I like to be mysterious, is what I'm saying
2: um this is kelly and uh i have not read a lot of mysteries recently i definitely did read mary kate and ashley mysteries as a child and um i don't know i feel like i was really into like spy stuff like charlie's angels and and, like shit like that i was super into so it's kind of a mystery but not really and I guess, like, more – like, Mary was saying, more of my mystery experience comes from films, like, watching film noir things and, like, uh, just, like, movies that have a mystery in them but might not be technically classified as part of the mystery genre. Um, but, yeah, this was the first, like, straight-up mystery book that I've read possibly ever, um – like the m- closest thing I can think of is like the Secret History, which is like mm-hmm. a trash. God, history, I love that
1: I book, guess. though. Oh. <laughs> do, you, do you know what no one's mentioning? I love it.
0: Nancy Drew.
1: I was actually I, about to I jump never in. Read and oh, yeah. say I did. I
0: I read a lot of Nancy Drew. I read a little bit. I read a little bit. What was of cool
1: Nancy about Drew. that for me is my mom gave me all of her old ones, and so I had like some really old ones with those cool ass, creepy covers, and I just like to look at them. I didn't really read many of them. <laughs> And I'd be like, yeah. ooh, that's scary. I would just scare myself with them.
2: Also, as a kid, did you guys ever read those books that were like, vampires don't wear polka dots? Or like,
3: no, uh, but Mary and like I went to a panel about that don't book. Don't go on spring or break. Or did you go to that panel? Or I did really? I go to myself? No, you were there. We went to a panel about that book. That's and a real the, book. the woman presenting on it was wearing a polka dot dress. It was very cute.
2: Yeah, Vampires Don't Wear Polka Dots was, like, the probably most famous one, but they – it was, like, a h- massive series. With, they had, like, a hundred books, and it was all about, like – everyone was, like – like, it's a normal world, but then there's, like, a vampire in it. it but, like, the vampire does, like, normal – like, the vampire is, like, a teacher mm-hmm. in this book, and she had – but she, like, had a polka dot dress. And it was always, like, unclear whether or not the th- the thing was actually happening mm-hmm. or not. Um but it was like a mystery sort of yeah
3: that's also (laughs) Emily you read (laughs) mysteries a lot don't you um okay so hi this is Emily um I (laughs) I mean I don't know if I'd say that I read them a lot I think a lot of the things that I read probably would be classified more as like suspense than mysteries this is definitely though like a hundred percent mystery and I have read all of Now I can say I have read all of Tana French's books. Now that I've read this one, um, she has a new book coming out soon, but it is not related to this series. So I'm curious to see what that ends up being like, how different that ends up being.
0: Is it another mystery?
3: It's... I don't really know that much about it. I feel like I should look
0: it up now that we're talking about it. Hold on, I'm just gonna look it well, up. Well, it's kind of like one of those things. If you really like an author, you just know you're gonna read whatever. I mean, yeah, it is I know I I'm out. gonna. Re- I know I'm gonna read it. I've read all of her. It's called
3: The Witch Elm. It looks like it's gonna be a mystery. I'm not gonna read all this, but you know, Stephen King calls it incandescent because all Stephen King does is write blurbs on other people's mm. books. Yeah, for some really bad he books, probably is by not the reading way.
1: them before he writes a blurb. <laughs>
3: Oh no, he's just like this is amazing. He just says stuff like um, incandescent. I mean, slaps gets it paid on there to do that. for sure. Anyway,
1: I would say speaking of him though, I think a lot of his stuff I think would count as mysteries. Yeah. But if you if you see
3: that Stephen King has written a blurb on a book, don't take that to mean anything. Is what we're saying, because um, basically I think every book has a Stephen King like every single book in the world has a Stephen King blurb <laughs> on it. Green Eggs mm-hmm. and Ham, he yeah, wrote the- one for that book. Yeah. <laughs>
2: The previously mentioned Final Girls, which Emily and I hated, had a Stephen King quote on the front.
3: Anyway, so I have read all of these. Um, This is the most recent one. Um, I would say that this is probably, like, of anything that I've read that's categorized as mystery that's, like, contemporary. This is probably the most like straightforward mystery I've read. I have read a lot of Agatha Christie. I have read a lot of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess that means I've read a lot of mystery stuff. But I'd yeah. say compared I'm, I'm to the, the Tana average French person fan here, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I'm the town of French fan here. I picked this book because I, you know, I've read all of her books and I wanted to read this one. Mm-hmm. So that that was me. I Thank you for bringing you. her
1: into my life,
3: and you've waited a long time to read this. I know, and I will say, stay tuned because at the end of this conversation, uh, I have scheduled a little Emily Recommends section where I tell you <laughs> <laughs> schedule yes, where I tell you which ton of French book you should read next. Yay! Because I, I mean, and we'll get into reviews later and everything like this. This wasn't my favorite of them. But we'll talk I'm about it. I'm interested that
0: later. to hear how you think they compare.
3: Yeah. Um I, we'll talk about it. Anyhow. Yeah. So that's a great opportunity for us to go into our summary of this book, which I got from Goodreads. Purr, 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 purr. I'm gonna try to. I al- I always mess up when I'm reading these. So okay. let me take a sip of water. I'm gonna try. We support you. Gotta gotta wet the palate so I don't get got to remember to breathe while I'm doing this. Okay. <clears throat> you got this. All right, here I go. <laughs> you got this. I'm so scared. <laughs> okay. It's In okay. best-selling Tana French's newest tour de force, according to the New York Times, being on the murder squad is nothing like detective Antoinette Conway dreamed it would be. Her partner, Stephen Moran, is the only person who seems glad she's there. The rest of her working life is a stream of thankless cases vicious pranks, and harassment. Antoinette is savagely tough, but she's getting close to the breaking point. Their new case looks like yet another by-the-numbers lover's quarrel gone bad. Ashlyn Murray is blonde, pretty, groomed to a shine, and dead in her catalog-perfect living room next to a table set for a romantic dinner. There's nothing unusual about her except that Antoinette's seen her somewhere before. Dun-dun-dun! And that her death won't <laughs> stay in its neat by-numbers box. Other detectives are trying to push Antoinette and Steve into arresting Ashlyn's boyfriend fast. There's a shadowy figure at the end of Antoinette's road. Ashlyn's friend is hinting that she knew Ashlyn was in danger. And everything they find out about Ashlyn takes her further from the glossy passive of doll she seemed to be. Antoinette... Antoinette knows the harassment has turned her paranoid, but she can't tell just how far gone she is. In this case, another step in the campaign to for Oh, sorry. I messed up! Dang it, I was so close! You're freaking- <laughs> You're weird. so and close. Is, is this case another step in the campaign to force her off the squad, or are there darker currents flowing beneath its polished surface? Spoiler alerts from here on out. Just so you know. So- Um, One thing that is very notable about this book that we actually talked about a little bit before recording, but I I feel like let's just get this out there. Let's just put this out there. This book takes place in Dublin. It's the Dublin Murder Squad. It's super Irish. How, How Irish is it, you ask? Very. What did you guys think? How big of a setting... How big of a role does the setting play in this? And, like, how damn Irish is this book?
0: I think there was one point when someone said Jesus. Like, Jesus. exasperatingly. And it was spelled, <laughs> like, J-A-Y-S-U-S. Yeah. Jesus! <laughs> yeah. So,
3: I... I, I did Conway. that thing where, like, I started <laughs> reading it. And then I switched to audio. And then I went back to reading it at the end. And, like, even... Okay, like, obviously, the audiobook is read with an Irish accent, but, like, even when I was reading it to myself, I was reading it with an Irish accent. I don't know if you guys did.
2: I did, because there were just so many words that were – that are not words that you use, like, in American dialogue or, like, even if you're thinking to yourself about things, you don't use these words.
3: (laughs) And the names – Ashlyn, Rory, Mm -hmm. McCann. There were a lot of – Oh,
2: apostrophe. I could have been a character in this Yeah, you could.
0: Some of the stuff... Kelly McAdams. Kelly McAdams. Like, there were parts where they would say a name for something, and it's just, like, a European way of referring to something. But it would make me stop and think, oh, yeah, this is... In Ireland, it's kind of weirdly jarring to me because there was a town that I used to go to all the time growing up, like 30 minutes away from where I grew up, called Dublin. And I know it's named after Dublin, <laughs> Ireland, but I still like it's just that's the Dublin.
3: <laughs> You're like this murder happened in Georgia,
1: in South like, Georgia. I don't understand the accents, so weird. Um, yeah, oh, I listened to the whole thing, so it was wild. Was I mean? How Irish was that? It was super, super Irish because I was being spoken to <laughs> by an Irish woman the whole time. Uh, what I would say, yes, a very Irish woman, is? Hilda. Something.
2: I wish show was reading. <laughs> yeah.
1: So Hilda Fay is her name. Hilda Fay. Yeah. So um, yes. I listened to the whole thing. So I didn't. Sometimes have like the like with a context clue for something. I didn't have the ability to like look at the words around it really. I mean I had to just like hang on to what was it just it took a little bit to get like into the rhythm of that. I think listening to it kind of like Mary can't listen to British people. Um
0: I'm honestly I am very bad at hearing <laughs> and not
3: listening, yeah.
0: hearing. Like I just sometimes I just have a bad time hearing stuff and so like I watch all tv with subtitles on yeah, yeah.
3: one time I, I tried to show Mary Love Island so she could enjoy the joy that is Love Island and she <laughs> just was like I don't know what any of them oh are God. saying I
1: can not understand well, it. When I first, she was like I have no idea what's happening like when I first heard them say heard her say the word gaffer I thought she was using someone's last name
2: I did not know what the word gaffer meant the whole time I read it
1: because I'm not seeing it lowercase. I'm just hearing a word that sounds like a proper noun to me. So Literally. Like, All right. And then I was like, later, I'm like, that's not right. That's not how that's being used. Why do they keep calling him the guest? Yeah, then I was like, hold on. Is that just like a weird nickname?
2: Like,
3: after I what finished it, it, I was
2: like, I should look nope. up what that means. And then I looked what, it up. What does it mean, Kelly? And you
3: like, I guess it's like oh, the term that
2: is often used to... Yeah, t- it's like saying boss or something. Yeah, like
3: we got to go talk to the gaffer. Like yeah. we have to go tell the
1: boss. There was a lot of shite. Yeah, which is honestly delightful.
3: Those Irish and football. There was also a lot of <laughs> drinking in pubs, which also felt yeah. real.
1: Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that felt like normal to Irish me in pub. my current life. Yeah, okay, except so. all
2: the bars in Ireland close yeah. at like 10 p.m. <laughs> because everyone's fucking wasted. Really? I was like so shocked <laughs> when I got there. I was there – I was in Dublin last summer. I think in Dublin it stays open a little (laughs) bit later, but we went to Belfast, and on like a weeknight, literally every place was closing at like 9 o'clock. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then I realized it's because everyone goes out to drink immediately after they get off work, and then there's no reason to stay open that late because – whereas here, it's like everyone leaves their apartment to go drinking at like 8
0: or 9 there, it's if like we're going. At six. Like, I don't drink, but this sounds <laughs> delightful because I love an early bedtime.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, sidebar. Last yeah. night I was at a I was at a bar, and um, my friend went <laughs> to go use the restroom, and when he came out, he said there was vomit in the restroom, <laughs> and I was like, "It's Tuesday." Ew. And he was like, Yeah, and it's nine PM and I was like, What are people doing? Maybe they right just now? have to clean the bathroom Must since the be weekend? I mean no, li- I, living I no think best they were life, doing it Ireland obviously. style. It was Dublin style. Yeah. Dublin.
0: <laughs> Dublin. I wanna give him the benefit of the doubt and say they were just sick. Unrelated to drinking. No. No? no. No. That's not
1: <laughs> ever the truth. But if you're okay. already that sick, you didn't go to the bar. You'd- Maybe
2: it was a a sudden yeah. onslaught of food poisoning. Sickness. Yeah, if you're
1: listening and you threw alcohol. up at Parlor last night in Southern yeah, Indiana, we, we, see sad. we see you, We see you. Come forward. <laughs> Misconnections. <laughs> uh, I saw your vomit. It? Bleh, bleh, I like bleh. your style. <laughs> You go hard on a Tuesday. I like how you're on.
3: The, <laughs> I, I like how you're on that Irish drinking yeah. timeline, you know, because an early bedtime. I like the way you Tuesday.
1: <laughs> Call me.
3: Yeah. What we have gained is that this book is very Irish. The Irish love an early bedtime, and uh, Gaffer means boss. Moving on.
0: Also, Murder Squad is apparently an appropriate title for a crime unit.
1: <laughs> murder Squad. The murder goals. Squad. Murder Squad it just calls. sounds made up oh my gosh
0: <laughs> you know like that
1: is our
3: new <laughs> name it is made up i'm telling i'm telling you it's made up anyhow um so i said that this novel was a straight up mystery novel mm-hmm. and i feel like it is pretty like straight up mystery so what does that mean to you guys when we say something's like straight up mystery like what about this makes this like a mystery
0: novel this is period? one of my this is not this a quiz is one question of my favorite things like i love defining genres and debating them go it's, for it it's one of my favorite okay, things like i, I truly it. enjoy it as evidenced by how i try to bring it up every time i'm leading a discussion that's how emily <laughs> and mary always getting fights well, Harry, I'm, <laughs> no it is This is like the textbook definition of a mystery novel, especially because, I mean, like you said earlier, Emily, you said you read a lot of thriller (laughs) suspense style books. And I think for me, this is kind of like the inclusion of a police Mm -hmm. force is sort of what makes it especially a mystery and not some sort of suspense, right? Right, if it was, like, Rory or Lucy at the yeah. same
3: time, and, like, they were trying to figure it out, then that would feel, like, more like a suspense, because it's, like, they're directly involved mm-hmm. in the crime, Um, there's, like, some sort of danger involved for them, these, like, Antoinette, our main character, yeah, like, one of the things that I like about Tana French is, like, Antoinette isn't just, like, a completely impartial detective, like, she has her own storyline going on, she has her own problems, and a lot of times in conventional detective stories, you don't get that. So I like that about it. But she's still completely impartial to the actual crime. Like, she's not, she doesn't have any, like, emotional attachment to the crime.
0: And she's still, like, uh, the detective-y part of putting clues together and investigating crime scenes and going to follow up on leads. Like, that's all classic detective police type stuff. And that makes it really clearly a mystery. Like, there is a problem, there's some sort of case, we're working a case, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it's very mystery. It's not, um, I I do think you're right that, like, that element of someone who's involved personally investigating makes it sort of suspenseful, you know? Because they're, like, outside the law, sneaking around to investigate, whereas you know, Antoinette can go where she Wants to go for the most part because she's a literal police detective.
3: Right. She's doing, like, official
1: questionings
3: in a, Ooh. like, uh, interrogation room and stuff
0: like that. She, yeah. Well,
1: and the plot is wholly mm-hmm. driven by right figuring out the case. Even though, like, Antoinette has her own life and is, like, a fully formed character, like, nothing about her life is really driving the story it is like all centered Mm -hmm. around just figuring out what happened to i mean we get
3: some personal information about her that like shows like why she's driven to solve this and not just be like whatever obviously she's driven to solve it this is her job i was just gonna say that it starts
2: with the -hmm. beginning of the mystery and then it ends with the solving of the mystery Mm -hmm. so
1: ends with talking to the gaffer (laughs) that is the best way anyone has said that to the gaffer
2: And yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely not call this I a mean, thriller. There, there's
3: not a lot of emphasis on twists like, <laughs> and turns and shit like that, yeah. which I think is like a big thing with thrillers. Is like, I don't know, like a sometimes to an exhausting degree, like twists.
2: Yeah, and you never like get the sense that these characters are necessarily in no. immediate danger. Like they are in danger of of larger things that have to do with like the system that they work within but they're not it's not like someone is holding right. them at gunpoint
3: regularly Maybe or anything like, like that the like, story of Ashlyn trying to figure out what happened to her dad that's kind of the th- a thriller but that's yeah. the kind of that's what yeah. happened already and we're trying to figure out the details mm-hmm. so
1: the page turning here doesn't come yeah. from suspenseful right. st- like twists and turns like right. you were saying it just comes from figuring th- out piece yeah. by piece.
2: And there's a lot of the whole of, picture like exposition just about the process yes. of mm-hmm. like detective work,
1: which I like, really liked. And normally when someone gives me that much exposition, I'm like, "Can you please For
3: stop? me, the parts that were most like page-turnery were the interrogation sections, like when they were talking to Rory or Lucy or McCann mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. some sort of like question it like when we're getting the backstory and there's that like back and forth and that's all dialogue that's all just like people
0: talking the dialogue's exciting yeah i think i think the scenes of yeah for sure lots of dialogue are like super readable and exciting and like felt like there was a lot of forward motion happening in those scenes but i mean
3: like i think the thing the thing Mm -hmm. that's really interesting about that is like it's exciting but it's all people talking about stuff that like has happened Mm -hmm. already rather than like the stuff happening on the page, Um, which I think is like one of the challenges of mysteries. A lot of the times is like mysteries are all about finding out about something that like already happened. So it's a lot of, it it just sort of like the nature of mysteries is is like, it's a lot of exposition and like, how do you deliver that exposition in a way that's like interesting and page turning and like the reader want to figure out what happens. I
0: mean, if you write really Um, good dialogue though, yeah which i i mean i think think she she does does. yeah yeah i think that's her
2: Um, best strength it's a super interesting study in the psychology of how people like Mm. think and react like in the moment because when you have an interrogation and you have people who are trying to hide things it's just like it's really interesting to read the way that these detectives like play off each other and how they figure out how to like get a person to admit something or give more information which is not something that i'm used to reading because i again don't really read a lot of don't read a lot of mysteries and i definitely don't read a lot of like fiction about
0: detectives or police officers or sort of like say that you know in the book like they talk about like this detective's strength is blah and this detective's really good at this and Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah and they all have their different strategies that they are good at and she talks about being like that she likes to play the cool girl who, like, you know, can get guys to talk because she's like, oh, it's it's casual, like, yeah. I'm chill, like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm the cool girl who you can get a beer with after work, I'm not gonna, like, rat you out or anything, but then, and, like, mm-hmm. makes them forget that she's right. a detective. <laughs>
3: um, and then, you know, there's that, that interesting scene where they're interrogating McCann, and McCann knows he's being interrogated. And McCann is also a detective, and he's sort of, like, got his own tricks. And it's, like, sort of like – it's like a gunfight, but with words. <laughs> like, so that was kind yeah. of interesting to see. I thought it was pretty interesting detective to see that play
0: out. Battle of the Wits.
3: Yeah. Um. So – Yes. Did we – did we feel like – so we talked about sort of, like, the conventions of mystery novels. Do we feel like this novel is doing anything particularly interesting or different with these sort of, like – expectations we have of mysteries um we can get into the ending and who did it here as well if we want to talk about like what we expected versus what happened we can kind of take this wherever you guys want to take it i
1: think what i would expect from us uh like a typical mystery thing is that the victim themselves never really becomes um mm-hmm alive in any way. I thought what Tana French did with Ashlyn, what we find out how she changed her whole life like in order to get this revenge, that was a really cool different thing to do with the victim who most of the time is just dead
0: (laughs) and that's it. So... That's, and that's also you changing your whole life to get revenge is next yeah. level revenge.
3: That's kind of one of the things I yeah. wrote about here too. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> usually in detective fiction, especially like movies, like film noir type stuff, we have like a femme fatale character. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Ashlyn is kind of working as this femme fatale character in a way, but like different than what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Like she's, cause she is, she is kind of like, mm-hmm creating herself in this image to catch a man and, you know, sort of, like, trap him, but the man sucks (laughs) a lot, so we're, like, I think we're supposed to be rooting, even though her plan is crazy, we're kind of, like, rooting for it to work because this dude is a huge
1: bag. She's also, it's interesting that she is then both at the same time femme fatale and damsel, because the way that she... Is framed when she's first found as like, oh, she's like vapid. She's like a Barbie girl, blonde and kind of stupid and generic, and Mm -hmm. yeah, and is like, yeah, just like doing all this stuff, like so that a man is coming over or something. She was probably
3: um, drinking a pumpkin spice latte. I was
0: girl at the beginning when they're sort of like setting up the scene of what happened and investigating the crime scene. They go through Ashlyn's text messages. And I I love stuff like that. Like, reading through, not in real life, yeah. but, like, TV shows and movies <laughs> that, like...
1: I love to steal my friend's phones. I'm like, like stuff
0: stuff that shows, like, private messages I always think is really interesting. <laughs> like, unfriended. And I love that her friend is like, oh, you cooked. Look at <laughs> you, how fancy. And she's like, no, I just picked it up. And I'm it up in my own dishes. <laughs> like, it just shows... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to me, it showed, like, to some extent, this was all a facade because she's not, it's like a surface-level uh, depiction of, like, who she's acting as, you know? It's not like she actually put forth the effort, but she wants to look like she put forth mm-hmm. all this effort for this fancy date.
1: Yeah. For little Rory.
0: Baby boy.
3: The
1: baby. Kind of sad they never got to make it in the world. Yeah, so I felt really so bad for him. Maybe like just for
3: like people who haven't read the book, um why are you listening to this cuz we're giving away the entire mystery, but maybe you just want to know what happens. I yeah, know.
0: sometimes people just um, like to hear and don't want to
3: read it. So like the basic scene that we see is this like like I said in the intro, this woman is dead, there's a nice dinner. Rory is the person who was coming over for this date, so obviously everyone assumes that it's him um and the, the the murder squad is sort of like trying to pin it on him because as we find out, here's the big spoiler, giving you time to turn this off now, please don't at me, <laughs> big spoiler. Um, <laughs> McCann is the murderer um, and he's been having an affair with Ashlyn and Ashlyn is having an affair with McCann because she wants to know what, fa- what happened to her father who went missing a real long time ago and McCann was the one investigating, and never told her
1: what happened.
3: Yeah, to be clear,
2: McCann is yeah. also a detective
3: on the He was law. in missing persons, and then murders the
2: And
1: his reasoning for not telling them had some to do with that he was really into Ashlyn's mom. Yeah. So,
0: real creepy. So messed up.
1: Yeah. And so, when he, when her dad was found alive and just, like, having a new life elsewhere, and he could have told them that. Yeah. He chose to tell them nothing yeah. so that it drove them yeah. fucking insane. Because it so, would. <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah. She- and basically... Real- so he's
1: a monster yeah. is what I'm saying.
2: Um, basically, Ashlyn is a child when that happens, when her dad disappears. And so they think that he's just gone on being disappeared. Then she goes back as an adult to ask again and (laughs) finds out that he died or that he's dead you know and so she's like i don't have enough information like i need to find out what happened to him so i'm gonna talk to this guy and get him convince him to be in a relationship with me basically so that i can get more information then she finds out that he lied to her or lied to them or kept the secret and she decides that she's going to get revenge on him for keeping the secret, which is when she decides to go even fuller into being in a relationship with him, because she wants him to leave his wife. And then, yeah, and then be like, once he leaves his wife and the divorce is settled and his kids are hate him, then she's going to be like, I'm breaking up with you. And then be like, ha. Fuck you. You suck. This
3: is so crazy. <laughs> this is such a dumb idea. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, this is the worst. I mean... So she does there's a yeah. best friend character too. Her name is Lucy, right. I wrote that down right, right okay. <laughs> Let's, edit that out, Mary. I knew all along what her name was. The best friend Lucy is sort of like there kind of like walking th- through this dumb plan with her, and she kinda like knows it's crazy the whole time, but at this point, it's like too far gone, and there's not really a whole lot yeah. she can do about it. There's a
0: point of no return, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah. They've passed it. Yeah. And obviously, McCann
2: doesn't realize that she is who she is. He just thinks that she's this ridiculously hot girl that he managed to pick up as, like, a gross. And
3: he doesn't question it because he's a nasty ass dude.
2: He's like, she's just really into cops. This is, like, Like
0: peak dude arrogance. (laughs) You know, like, of course I picked up the super hot Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He (laughs) sucks.
3: But yeah, so that's kind of like. What happened? Yeah, because then he falls in love with Um, her. He comes over to
2: sneak into her, or to try to see her at her apartment. He sees her setting up for the date with someone else, not him. She tells him to leave. He gets mad. Yeah. And, yeah, he kills her.
3: So, I kind of felt like, and this was one of the reasons I thought that just from reading the premise that this would be an interesting book to talk about. I felt like this um, story is kind of doing interesting things with the roles that women traditionally traditionally play in murder mysteries. And we also have a female detective as the main character. So um, women are sort of, like, central to the story and both, like, the – not only as, like, people who are being acted upon, but people who are, like, performing acting. the actions and acting. Yes. Um and I th- I thought it was also of note that the only other Tana French novel that stars a female detective is The Lightness, in which the detective actually plays the victim in order to solve the case. Like, she assumes the role of the victim in order to find out what happened to the victim. So there seems to be, in both of these novels that she wrote that, you know, have these women as central characters, there seems to be this play of, like, victim versus, like, I don't know, more, like, active characters, sort of like what you were saying, Susan. I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to, like, what my question is with that. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of, I mean, I haven't read any other ton of French books, but it seems like there's a theme of, like, women playing a role. Mm -hmm. And there's a difference in playing a role and being a person. You know, there's there's a difference between being a fully... Formed person and then playing an expected role. Right. And like we talk about this a lot in like gender studies and stuff. About how femininity itself is sort of like a performance. Which we see her doing here. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: Literally performing. <laughs> because feminine. she's like, I need to catch this man. So I'm going to make myself as conventionally feminine as I possibly can. She's like I don't want to be like a certain type. I just want to be an undeni- undeniably fem- feminine force that no man can say no to. And that is a thing that she can do because yeah, it's, it's it's a performance. Yeah.
0: That that being said, I mean thinking about how Antoinette is like a female detective and that scene that's a really like significant part of the novel. It drove me bananas when she would internally be like you know, it's tough being the only woman on the squad. All these men are super mean to me. This is like, I know this is an issue. Like, I have spoken about sexism in my own workplace or like my friends' workplaces. Yes, this this is what I was going to talk about. <laughs> At the same time, I was like, Jesus, Antoinette. Well, let's see how you feel when someone
3: pisses on all your files. I know. Mary. It's
0: not good. It just like it got old. Okay. As an as a part of the novel, yeah. It's not that I have an issue with like them talking about sexism. It's just like those parts of the p- of the book to me are the parts that felt really slow. Like, okay, let's.
1: One thing I did appreciate though that they did with that was that they didn't. Er, they. <laughs> it's not co-written. <laughs> uh, French did not just stop at, like, oh, it stinks that yeah. the sexism's here. Yeah. Like, she didn't shy away from, like, pure fucking yeah, anger like, coming out of yeah. you know, yeah, <laughs> Antoinette. Sorry. Like, that girl was mad a lot. Yeah. Um, which, oh, no, it's just, which could be, I guess, kind of like, Off-putting in your main character, but it's like you would be so pissed off if this is the shit you dealt with all the time. And it's nice that they didn't make her just like be meek about it, and instead—I said they again—instead,
2: yeah, um, yeah,
1: you know, leaned into the. (laughs) No, I'm angry. Fuck y'all. So I think,
2: like, part of the, the thing that I found really interesting about, like having Antoinette be this super tough, strong detective Mm -hmm. character is, and having like the, the difference between her and Ashlyn, because Ashlyn is presenting at least at the beginning as this, like very like, you know, classic feminine, like stereotype of what a young woman is. And like, I liked and appreciated that like Ashlyn or Uh, Antoinette shows all of this frustration Towards Ashlyn And feels like There's like all this going on in her head That she doesn't like express to people But it's like this sort of thing where like As women we are so used to Mm -hmm. Being taught How to criticize other women That like that's what we're doing In our heads all the time And then by the end of it she Mm -hmm. you know starts to gain All this respect for Ashlyn For like the person she was despite like her insane plan and like, you know how naive she can be in certain ways. Um, I think th- that it was like a learning experience for her as well, like right. understanding that like, like people aren't always what you assume they are, and especially women, you know, are very like complex. That's, that's a good point Everybody that we
0: need complex, the contrast but... between like hard boiled yeah. detective and supposedly supposedly really femme young professional
2: because as it turns out ashlyn also has all of her own strategies and plans that are you know much like the things that
0: actually bonkers plans yes insane yeah yeah. i just kept thinking like you're gonna enact your revenge but at what cost
3: yeah i was just gonna say like While we're on this topic, I want to make sure that I get this in. Um, I think there are really obvious and um, very deliberate parallels between Ashlyn and Antoinette as characters. They both have A names to start, which is super fucking confusing normally. But I think, like, that's done on purpose here. Um, They Mm -hmm. both have absent father figures. um, And that's kind of something I want to talk about, too, is, like, what's that doing? Because Uh, Antoinette's dad does show up at one point. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think that too kind of says something. The fact that she's criticizing this woman that actually has a lot in common with her in, like, a lot more ways than she realizes. And she's, like, upset that people are so hard on her, and yet she's kind of doing Mm -hmm. the same thing to somebody else.
2: Yeah. And it's, like, no, I totally agree with you. Especially, like, this, the, like, The frustration and and hatred that she feels towards Ashlyn when she finds out that all of this she was doing to try to find out about her dad, and Antoinette is like, fuck that, like, I don't want to know anything about my dad, he abandoned me, you know, and she's like, it's like a certain type of, like,
3: self-loathing,
2: because there is a part of her that wonders about her dad, and it's a part of her that she doesn't like.
3: And the dad shows up, what do you guys think about that scene where the dad shows up, like, what was the point of that? Her her da, I should say. Tell your face. Yeah. <laughs> her da. I mean, aside from the fact My that da. he, she kind of like uses it against the reporter at the end, because like the reason that the dad is able to show up is he like this reporter like gives him information about where Antoinette lives, which is super fucked up. This guy sucks. Moral of the story is men are terrible. Again. Again. That is our moral. Again. As, as it often <laughs> is. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that... At the end of the yeah. day, I'm like, I don't know. It's super uh, coincidental <laughs> timing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's just like, it's sort of... I think you did mention earlier that part... Of part of why antoinette is so like dead set on actually solving this murder and not just like being like whatever like partially because she's a good detective and she cares and she wants to do her job correctly but also like because she sees these like parallels in her own life to ashlyn's life she feels this like connection to her whether or not she wants to admit it that sort of, like, propels her forward, and, like, her her interaction with her dad, I think, probably was part of that, especially since, yeah. like, Ashlyn's whole thing was that she wanted to see her dad again, right. and she never got to, where, you know, Antoinette does get the opportunity to, and she yeah. also has the opportunity to say, like, fuck you, go away, <laughs> but... I guess it's, like, a moment of empowerment, too. I like
1: that the reasons that she connects to Ashlyn aren't the same reasons that, like, the public connects to her case. Because it's, like, the pretty, you know, the way that it really does happen in real life. Like, pretty blonde white girl either goes missing or is murdered Mm -hmm. and everyone jumps on it. And she's not interested in it for these reasons. It's, like, stuff that actually has to do with her, too. Yeah. Um
3: okay i'm just gonna move on in this next question then we ready it's a quote i got a quote from the washington post i'm ready so uh, yeah so let me just introduce it and then you can do it it. um so i was trying to look up some reviews of this book from like not just goodreads reviews like actual places i mean goodreads is an actual place but you know you know (laughs) Excuse yeah, so like, you New York times Washington Post. I and like generally speaking this book has gotten rave reviews. Um and I wanted to include this quote from Washington Post so we can kind of talk about
0: what we think about it. So Mary, the Washington Post says, "It has become increasingly clear that US-born, Dublin-based Tana French is the most interesting, most important crime novelist to emerge in the past 10 years." Now, with the publication of her sixth novel, The Trespasser, it's time to recognize that French's work renders absurd the lingering distinction between genre and literary fiction. The notion that although crime novels might be better plotted and more readable, only literary fiction, supposedly blessed with superior writing, characterizations, and intellectual firepower, deserves the respect of serious readers.
3: Okay, so I know this is like a hot-button issue, but I feel like you know this might be a good book to talk about you know genre versus literary because like as we were saying earlier um this is pretty like it's hard to deny that this is a like mystery Mystery. book in a lot of ways it's like by the numbers this is how mystery works um so but washington post is trying to say that this is literary so i guess one question is I mean, is there is there truly a distinction between genre and literary? Or are we just going to say, fuck all that? And is this literary? What makes something literary? I love
0: to quote, literary fiction supposedly blessed with superior writing.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's because so- that shit, as, as an yeah. academic, that shit drives me crazy. As an academic who likes reading genre fiction, obviously, that shit drives me crazy. Me too, and we've but, talked
0: about this.
1: On the podcast
0: and um, outside of the podcast, extensively about how genres.
1: Yeah, I think we talked about it with some sci-fi stuff. I think we talked about it with horror store too. We talked about it with Um, uh, Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo also. Well, what y'all think? So,
2: I think that this is definitely. I mean, in my opinion, this is pretty literary, um, just because. And I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like what right. do you define literary as? But I think like it's it goes like I, to me literary simply means that something goes deeper than like a surface level. Yep. Uh reading of something. So there's like more going on. These characters have mm-hmm. like it's depth. The story has depth. Yes. Important
3: themes and yeah. ideas going on beyond just the plot, that type of thing. Yeah. And it's well
2: written. It's like fairly complex writing. It's not like you know
0: like literary writing but it's like i mean you know. to me literary writing just means it's coherent there is some imagination mm-hmm. to word choice or like some carefulness to mm-hmm. word choice it is you know it doesn't have to be flowery prose with like i think all that this crazy really stuff. well-written
3: dialogue is hard to do i do too i think you know that doesn't yeah. get appreciated enough in literary fiction is like good dialogue, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about that yeah. with the leftovers, um, which is definitely considered literary, I would think. There's,
0: I mean, so. as someone who reads a lot of YA books for academic reasons, good and bad, there are some books you start reading <laughs> and you just think, wow, this is a real book that got published because the writing is so bad. Yeah. And,. Mm-hmm. My expectation for literary writing is not necessarily uh like poetry level stuff. No. It's just well even some poetry is I don't know.
1: <laughs> not literary. That's, a, That's whole, a whole other, whole other conversation. conversation. Um
3: but a special poetry episode Oh, Can we which can we do a special poetry episode
0: her? please? <laughs> I just, I just want to note that the one, the one of us with a poetry PhD is looking away
1: (laughs) from the camera.
0: She's like, I don't want to talk because once
1: we get into, well, (laughs) if I just look away, I don't have to answer. No, I mean, once we get into genre poetry, what is genre poetry? And no one is listening anymore. And it's just Or like the genre of poetry. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like if we st- no, no, if we start getting into like what's literary poetry versus you know, yeah Science
0: fiction poetry. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah.
0: I'm just thinking about stuff like Yeah, like Instagram poetry, like I'm like poetry. what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a poetry expert.
1: Oh god, you guys, that shit drives me Yeah. Banana. <laughs>
0: Jesus!
2: Bananas. Like, I, I mean, Jesus.
1: I'm not a poetry expert, Johnny but Jesus. I am trying
0: to read more poetry. The fuck is this?
1: The fuck is this? The
0: and fuck- Rupee Cower doesn't do it for me.
1: <laughs> it's got fuck all to do with poetry. That's pretty good. Where's yeah. this shite?
2: That
0: wasn't as good. But yeah, it's just. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just. I wonder sometimes to myself if these distinctions of, like, what is literary or what language qualifies as literary isn't just, like, a bunch of old white dudes in an ivory tower somewhere saying, yes, yes, this one, you know? Because, like, it seems like, too, that most of the, not, I don't know if I want to say most, but, like, traditionally the canon has been pretty white and male, too. Like, what's considered super literary is traditionally pretty white and male. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's changing oh, yeah. now, but the change has yeah. been slow. So I don't, I don't like gatekeeping yeah. of like what gets to be literary. Did I, you know, I will be the first to say like, yeah, I didn't that- love this novel, but by God, I will defend its right to be literary. Yeah. <laughs> by, by Jesus. God. So
3: that really, that really gets us into <laughs> the Jesus. next
1: question. Boy By what Jesus. It- <laughs> so, how did you guys
3: feel about this book? Would you read no- another ton of French novel? I'll go last because then I'll do my scheduled.
0: <laughs> corner.
1: on the schedule. Yeah. I'll go first, then. Yeah. Go, Susan. This is Susan. Um, I really, really liked it. <gasps> yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would probably three and a half star it if I could, but I'm gonna go four. Ooh. And, um. I'm really excited to read another one. Right. So I'm when I saw Emily's recommendation corner on Doc for today, I was like, sign mm-hmm. me up mm-hmm. for that. I can't wait to find out what's next for me. You need to
0: do a quiz, <laughs> yeah. Emily. Like a quiz. Like, what ton of French books should you read? Oh, yeah. You could yeah, do, do the one. The
1: answer's the same
3: for everyone. Oh. Okay. I could. For, you yeah. know, for
2: social needs. It'd
3: be an easy quiz to make, okay. I guess. Yeah. That answer. There's just one answer. <laughs> no matter what you answer. <laughs> No, no, there I mean there's multiple good ones. There's just a couple that I think you should start with. Um I
2: liked this book. I did not love it. Um nor did I really like it. But I <laughs> liked it. Um so I am going to give it like a solid 3. Um and I I wouldn't even mm-hmm. use a half star if I had the option. Feel good about the 3. But uh yeah
3: three is where it is yeah
2: i think i just like i i didn't like find the crime itself interesting enough i guess just like a dude who like is having an affair and gets mad is like not my ideal crime to learn about the stuff that was happening with ashlyn Mm. was really interesting i thought um So, yeah, I mean, I would definitely read another one of her books because I'm curious. And I think if it was a different crime more suited to my personal interests, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. I didn't not enjoy it. But I, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was I would recommend it if you like mysteries.
3: If you like mysteries and you haven't read Tana French, then what are you
0: doing? Is what I think. But go ahead. I, I think this was just not a book suited to my personal taste. You know, like. I see that the writing is good. I think her mastery of dialogue is excellent. Like, the scenes with dialogue, I was on the edge of my seat. But a lot of the scenes of exposition and description, I found myself, like, drifting. And I think it's just because it's, I mean, like Kelly said, it's just not a crime I was super interested in, although finding out sort of like the background of it made it more interesting. I think I'm spoiled by stuff like Law and Order SVU that has just, like, <laughs> weird sex crimes <laughs> constantly. Yeah. And so, like, you gotta be really over-the-top crime-wise yeah. to get me hooked.
1: <laughs> I need a real weird sex crime yes. to be yes. able yes. to read um, about. That
0: being said, like, I think I would recommend <laughs> Tana Fridge to someone who likes mysteries. They probably had already would already have heard of her, though, because... If you like mystery, she's kind of a big name. She's kind of a big deal. She's
3: kind of a big deal, and if you haven't heard of her, where have you been?
0: Get on our level. I I think, though, I would go one lower than Kelly and say (gasps) I'd give it a two. (gasps) But that's just for my personal taste, like I said. Like, I totally... Yeah. get it it just wasn't my bag I just
2: always reserve
0: yeah. twos for things that I actively disliked ones are the things I really do not like at all like would not tell other people to read it would not anything two for me is kind of like I don't think I want to read another book like this mm-hmm. three is like it was okay four is it's pretty good five is wow this is so great mm-hmm. my rating system also is not completely reliable so like don't trust me on no. that
3: um, a lot of times <laughs> I rate something a certain way and then like I go back and I'm like, why did I rate mm-hmm, that bad? Yeah, Because I don't feel that way anymore. And sometimes it's like, why did I rate this so low? Because I actually like Liked it. think back fondly on this book and I don't know why this is so low. And other times it's like, why did I give this a 4? Now that I think about it, this was a piece of shit. So, you know, <laughs> ratings are in flux, yeah. always. Um, yeah. But I I would also give this three and a half stars if I could. So I don't really, like, it's a pretty solid three and a half stars for me, so I'm having trouble choosing between a
1: three and a four.
0: And you've read all her other books, but, so you have plenty to yeah. compare to.
1: Yeah. See, I wonder if I would call it a four, you know, You'd if I had read some start. of the other ones. Yeah.
3: Um. I mean, obviously I would read her other books. <laughs> <laughs> you already yeah. um, done. i'm planning on it i i won't read any more of her books because there aren't any more for me to read right now but as soon as witch elm comes out i'm getting it and i'm reading it <laughs> um but yeah i've read all of her books um one of the things that i've noticed in like mary and i we kind of talked about this is like sometimes when it gets really heavy into the like tough detective talk i roll my eyes a little bit i'm like oh my god yeah. <laughs> like, you're like murder detectives are such badasses like we're coos and we're like roaming the streets and catching people i was like sure. you yeah. know like, i like
1: when stop. they just call them d's yeah i'm like it sounds like they're talking about a dick yeah. yeah well and no
3: because there's w- and there no and there's one part where she's talking about ashlyn like hunting for the D. And I'm like, in more (laughs) Yes,
1: yes, exactly. See, there are phrases in front of D that, like, don't work the same way as detective. It sounds like you are hunting for the D. Hunting
3: for the D. But she was. But also, she was. She was. It works on multiple um,
1: levels. So, So
3: there's some of that that sometimes, and, like, honestly, I... This is only the second time it's really bothered me in one of her books. The first book I read of hers was the first. I read these, like, as they came out. So her first, this is, this is, put a little, like, rainbow across the screen. screen. This is Emily Recommends Corner. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, Emily Recommends. I, <laughs> yeah. I read these as they came out. So the first book is In the Woods. Um, which I got because the cover looked cool, and I think that Woods are scary, so I was like, oh yeah, so... That is a classic cover, BT Dubs. Yeah. Yeah. In the Woods is, like, uh, this detective when he was a child went out in the woods with his friends, and, like, something happened to them, and he can't remember, and now as an adult, he is sort of dealing with this case that is, like, a similar setup that reminds him of, like, his past trauma, um so that was her first one and i enjoyed it i definitely think it's obviously her first one and that's the only other book where the like tough detective talk kind of like got on my nerves and at Mm -hmm. first when i was first got into reading it i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to deal with this but then i got really into the story and kind of it didn't bother me anymore um her second book the likeness i'm not gonna go through all of them don't worry (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and then her third her
3: second <laughs> yeah her second book the lightness is one of my favorites um so one of the things that i think's really cool that she does is um one of the one of the minor characters featured in her first book in the woods becomes the main character in the lightness and so you're kind of like when you're reading her books; it's sort of like watching The Bachelor and trying to figure out <laughs> who's going to be next,
1: going to be. Like I had, I was like, just about to make that comparison yeah. <laughs> when you said that. I was like, like oh, so The Bachelor. <laughs>
3: like very early on in this book, I was reading this, like trying to figure out like who would be starting the next one. And for a minute, I was like, is it going to be McCann? And then, more I read, I was like, it is not <laughs> going to be McCann <laughs> unless we're going to have some sort of like prison story. I don't know. Um, maybe that's why she's not she's like done the chain is broken now but um so the second book is the one i was talking about the likeness that features a detective who she stumbles upon this case where the um victim looks exactly like her so she enters the sort of, like, home of this person and, like, takes up this person's life and pretends that she survived the murder and just sort of, like, lives the life of this person and tries to figure out what happened to her. Um, Which, the premise is bonkers as hell, but if you can suspend disbelief and say, like, yeah, this could work. Doppelgangers. um, It's a really, yeah, it's a really interesting premise. Um, And she's she lives in this big house with uh, this group of, like, 20-somethings, and so it's very, like... It's like real world murder mystery, so super into that. Um the and then the one that is my number one favorite that I really want to plug here is The Secret Place, um, which is the perfect mixture of boarding school and murder mystery, which is Susan's. <laughs> my five. eyes just got so big. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I love boarding school, yes. Yeah. Sure. So this this is
3: book number five. This is the book that came out right before Or before this one. And so, and there's actually, in The Trespasser, there's a slight reference to um, this mystery at the beginning of the book. But she does this really cool thing where, like, they'll, like, reference previous mysteries, but they don't give anything. Or she'll reference previous mysteries, but not give anything away. So she just calls it, like, the solve. Like, when we got the solve. So you don't know what happened or what the mystery is. That's smart. If you if you enjoy Stephen Moran in this book, he is the main character in Secret Place, Uh, and Antoinette also is there because obviously they're um, partners, and I I believe this is their first time working together. Mm -hmm. Is Secret Place? Um, It's it's interesting seeing her from the other
0: side too.
3: Yeah, it's really yeah because she seems like real frigid. Yeah. Anyway, I have
1: a question. Yes, ma'am. Is there any value to reading them in order, like, one through five? So that's a good
3: question. Um, I don't know. That's how I read it, but that's just sort of, like, because that's what was out.
1: Yeah. Um, okay.
3: You don't have to. You can read them in whatever order you want.
1: Yes. I have one more thing to yes. comment. <laughs> um, if, if McCann would have, in fact, been The Bachelor in the next book, <laughs> that would be the equivalent of Ari's season. Yeah, or Juan Pablo. maybe. Where they just, like, go off the rails and are like, here's this awful person. Yeah, nobody likes you.
3: We know that he likes... It's just like Ari, because we also knew that Ari was really into young girls. Oh my
0: god, you're right. I
3: rest my case.
0: Thank you for coming to our TED Talk.
3: (laughs) 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 But yes, so Secret Place would be, like, my... If if you're only gonna read one other ton of French book, read that one. If you are into ton of French though, or you like this at all, you should read all of them. Like me, be like me.
0: This was yeah. Emily's recommending corner. Emily recommend,
3: and I'll also. There was a really great uh, write up on Book Riot where um, Jessica Woodbury wrote up um, a article called tana french's murder squad series is your perfect binge read and she kind of has her own order that she thinks is the right order to read them in i don't agree with this order necessarily but it's not the order they came out in um so you can if you're interested in reading you can kind of look at this she also has a breakdown of like who the primary character is and then who are the secondary characters so you can see that like rob ryan is the primary character and in the woods and cassie maddox is a secondary character and then cassie maddox becomes the main character and etc 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 so you can kind of you can kind of see that breakdown um, and see how they're all connected which i find kind of interesting yeah so we'll just leave that in the show notes for people who are interested in that yeah anyone have any final thoughts about the trespasser uh, uh, I'm looking at it right now. This is interesting. If you if you want to just hear me talk about the other books, <laughs> just ask. <laughs> Tell me about book number three. <laughs> um, okay, listener feedbacks, which is, we just have one. Who wants to read this?
2: <laughs> yes. Alex, what up? From... Our number one fan, Alex. Hey BSG, I enjoyed the Leftovers episode even though I remember not liking the book much when I read it four to five years ago. The thing is, the book y'all were describing sounded good and definitely something that I would be into now. I'm wondering if maybe I wasn't in the right place, TM, to appreciate the book. So here's a question. What book did you initially dislike only to find out that you were wrong about it? Also, wait, do you think... I should pause there and then read the rest, or should I read the rest now?
1: Yeah. Pause okay. there and let's answer. I'll go first since I demanded. Um, so when I first, the first time I read 1984, um, I I hated the initial, like, first one-third of the book and was like, I just don't even want to finish this. But I pushed through, and then I was like, I was so stupid. And so I read it again <laughs> in full later knowing that I loved it and it was amazing and um, it is like since then it's been my favorite novel of all time but I was I was very wrong and I feel like I owed George Orwell an apology I think he's okay I think he did okay (laughs) he's been waiting on that apology for years Um,
0: mine is
1: definitely
0: Speak by Laurie Halls Anderson I remember that (gasps) book it is a young adult novel about a girl who has something traumatic happen to her at a party and she sort of has repressed the memory of it and she spends the entire novel being extremely depressed and anxious and trying to like make sense of her life and over the course of like a school year she comes to terms with it. The first time I read this book, I was, like, in middle school, and I was like, this is dumb, I hate it. But, you know, whatever. And then I read it again in a children's lit class in college, and I was like, this is still not good. I still hate it. I had to read it again for a different children's lit class. Why would you read it again? I, was, like, I would just not read it's it again. okay. <laughs> yeah. I just don't love it. I had to read it again. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> for another children's lit class yeah i know twice as and, fi- plenty. and finally i was like i think i understand what a journey and why it's working and i think it's a really great book and i would definitely recommend it to like any young person So, and now i love it so much i love it so much that like todd got the graphic novel adaptation of it with art by emily carroll who is just chef kiss and, <laughs> and i was nice. i like took it from him and I'm like, you can have it back when I'm finished, reading it. <laughs> and as I'm reading it, I'm like, this is so good. This is just so good.
1: It sounds like what actually happened is that book, like, beat you to submission. I was Stockholm Syndrome. My
2: God. Into <laughs> liking this book. I was just waiting for the sirens to go away. Penelope? Um, the Penelope siren? N- no, but she's still here on my desk.
3: Right? Right?
2: Did you hear her? Yes. Um. Okay. So mine is which I actually haven't reread it since my initial reading when I didn't like it, but I'm going on the assumption that I would like it if I read it now, and I would like to mm. again read it again, um, to prove that to myself. So the book I'm talking about is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn by Betty Smith, which I read when I was in high, high school. Uh, because one of my friends was really into it, and I read it, and I was like, "This is boring, and I hate it." <laughs> and <laughs> looking back, though, I, it's about a lot of things that I love. It's very much about, like, it's like a young girl's coming of age novel in Brooklyn, and it's it's, uh, came out in 1943, so it's very. I feel like I would really like it now. I was just like too young at the time to like read something about being young with any kind of perspective, right? If that makes sense. Um, it does so. I I definitely want to read it again now, especially because I live in Brooklyn now, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why. Do you share that
3: tree? Because I do not know the
2: tree in Brooklyn, but there is at least one that grows here.
0: Oh. <laughs> one tree.
2: There's one right outside my apartment.
3: It's getting, getting weird Whoopie. already. Yeah. Maybe that's the yeah, tree. Maybe.
2: There's one on the other side <laughs> too, though. So which um, one this is hard
3: because I feel like this could apply to like a lot of things that I read in high school because I was just not ready to read them. I also, like I said earlier, I often change my mind about the way I rate things on Goodreads. So I feel like this applies to a lot of books. So I'm just having a hard time, I guess. And it's not even that I hated it when I read it in high school. I just was kind of like, meh about it. And now I'm like, this is a brilliant book. The Great Gatsby. But I mean, like, that seems like so obvious. Like, obviously, that's a good book, right? Um, But anyway. A lot of people don't like it. Well, they're wrong. They're wrong.
1: (laughs) They're wrong. Period. Uh, No, it is really good. And I read it for the first time, like, before the movie came out. So I think in, but I think in high school I wouldn't have. No, been you wouldn't have gotten it the right place. Well, fun fact, to him, yeah. So.
2: Even though I didn't like A Tree Grows in Brooklyn in high school, we read The Great Gatsby in my eleventh grade English class, mm-hmm. and we were doing the thing where we read aloud, like, and kids take turns reading aloud, and I was reading aloud, but I gave all the characters fun voices, oh, my and my goodness. teacher let me read for an entire class period. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I loved that book in high school
1: Everyone else fell asleep no, they loved it <laughs> Trust um, me yeah. Oh, shoot, I have another one, sorry Yeah, go say, I it. say it Just say it, or just wait I'll just... Okay, this is one that I, um, I DNF'd at first And then I went back and read it a few years later And was obsessed with it And now I recommend it to everybody as a habit Um, It's Amy Tan's Saving Fish from Drowning So I, um I checked this book out of the library because I thought it sounded cool. And I started to read it, and I was like, I'm so effing bored. Like, what is going on? I just really wanted to like it. And I probably made it, like, a third of the way in, and then I DNF'd it. And then, like, a few years later, I bought it. Did you forget <laughs> like a you used book read store and I was like, I'm going to read this. Oh, No, no, I remembered it. And I was like, I'm going to read this because it's still, the, the premise still sounds so awesome to me. And I loved Interesting. it. So, and now Aww. I tell people, to, it's like one of those books where, um, it's like one of my sleeper recommendations that I like to throw in there for people. So,
2: nice. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to finish reading this letter. Character exposition. When I was littler, <laughs> four to five years ago, I was probably t- yes yeah. <laughs> from a child. <laughs> I was probably too interested in the answers that the leftovers slash pirata had no interest in answering. Why did everyone vanish? It, it doesn't really matter because dramatic beat. People disappear from our lives all the time in real life. <laughs> they just deactivate their Facebook, leave your texts unread, or get a new job and leave the state, and they are gone from us. No rapture necessary. I remember this annoying me because I thought it'd be like if, in Sharp Objects, Amy Adams turns and looks at the screen and says, you know, it doesn't really matter who killed those girls. What matters is that it impacted us in some way. And then cuts to black, roll credits, and segue conversation to an upcoming other show for Sharp Objects. Sincerely, Alex nice. in New England.
1: So smart. He's just set us Good up. Good job. Thank yeah. you. I feel like we owe him a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Just
3: a Please. Dollar.
1: So well, we, yeah. we don't. It's not like we make a lot of money. No.
2: So. Find a way to collect
0: your dollar. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's actually a high percentage. <laughs> find a way.
0: <laughs> you come up with a way to collect your
1: dollar. <laughs> if you find a dollar on the ground, that's from us. <laughs> we sent it out into okay. the universe for you.
3: Yeah. So I feel like he wants us to talk about our upcoming other side. our actual next other side is actually. Yes.
2: About let time,
0: me let me tell you, you a little guys. story to get you <laughs> amped. I extensively texted with Emily about how much I hated sharp objects. Yeah. Extensively. I was like, I don't like it. I think it's slow. Blah, blah, blah. I stand by all that. (laughs) But by the end, I was painting my fingernails. I had painted one hand and I just realized when the show was over, I did not paint the other hand because I could not stop watching. And to this
2: day, the other hand is not painted.
1: <laughs> As a reminder <laughs> of how good Sharp Objects was. Yes. So, like, hmm, interesting. So, I think we're going to have some it debate gets, It gets next real. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it does We, get we real. are going
3: to have some debate next time because I think some of us are, like, pretty into it.
1: And some of us being me and Emily were yeah. pretty I into it. I haven't watched the show yet. I, I have to start on it. it. Yeah.
2: I know. I read the book. Then I got depressed and didn't watch the show for a while. Like, couldn't start it. But
3: I will say, I think that the show this won't help your depression. I think the show is a lot better than the book. Just from that's just my opinion. Okay, but we can talk about that. I
1: really, really enjoyed the book. Also, anyway, we'll get into this next time. But yeah, if we're really gonna do it, it so you. You should binge watch.
3: Yeah,
2: I'll just, well, it's fine. I'll just pretend
1: would. I watched
3: it. <laughs> just binge watch it. Really So fast. you have...
1: I love... Fun. Amy Adams was it's so what, good. It's what, eight right? episodes? You've got plenty of time to binge yeah. this um, ahead of... You've got... And really,
0: you can what, watch three it. three weeks, weeks or something? Two weeks. weeks.
1: <laughs> to binge that. So... Yeah. It's only, what, like, right, eight episodes? American, so
2: it's
3: yes. not that
0: much.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're good
3: episodes. They're
2: good.
1: Well, according to some so people... Just according to right.
3: half of the squad they're really good
1: yeah two of four squad members recommend
3: also what's on the blog right uh, okay so
2: oh on oh the shit blog. we didn't make
3: a list i can tell you what's on the blog for me Nothing. let's just open up the calendar and see what what's happening <laughs> this is why we have a calendar so let's see i never did that catfish blog uh i'll do it one of these days sorry everyone <laughs> Um. So let's see what what we've we done. Okay, Mary and I did our final round of YA book y- club y- in Paradise.
1: Paradise. Paradise you're knocking, you're on you're him's down. Down.
3: knocking on children. No, <laughs> <laughs> ew.
0: Our last <laughs> installment of YA <laughs> Paradise,
1: young adult, the Earth, but my and butt big round and things.
0: other big round things by mm-hmm. Carolyn Mackler.
1: Yeah.
3: That's what we talked about. It was, it's yep. the last time we're going to talk about a YA book until we start YA book club back to school. Until, oh wait, what's that?
0: Is it back to school?
3: <laughs> we're going Jesus. right into YA we're book jumping club jumping back to school at the end of September.
0: Yes, we're jumping and we're straight gonna be in. Waiting.
3: I know y'all can't see this, but My Plain Jane by a bunch of people.
1: Ooh, that's thick. That's a thick book. <laughs> Can I request that in the spring, it's YA Book Club's Spring Awakening? Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Thanks. We yeah. need
0: a good winter. Well, winter, it's winter games.
1: games. But, but like, there are no winter games this year. There's got to be two Bachelor references. Oh.
2: Winter Wonderland. I'll Get think out about here, it Kelly. some more. Okay.
3: <laughs> I'll workshop it. Let's workshop it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let us know, <laughs> listeners, if you have any ideas for what our winter series is going to be called. So, because, let's be real, we're just going to keep going um let us know but our september and october picks are going to be part of YA book club back to school back to school school. all right anyway also and also mary your book is real thick so i don't want to hear it i think your book is longer than mine it is no they're both
0: they're two thickies
3: (laughs) i kind of want (laughs) to read children of blood and bone because that's my company
0: the you should read it with us. On my back to
3: school. Commitments. But yeah, it's back to school time, so it's time to get reading. That's why we picked these thick-ass books. That's our theme. Thick-ass books. Um, <laughs> what else? <laughs> so you think you can dance? Recaps are happening still. Are you the one? Recaps are happening still. Mm-hmm. Stuff's getting are crazy. Um, Susan... I'll probably write about
1: a Susan's podcast. Susan's probably gonna write
3: about a podcast. We'll see. We don't know yet. Oh! Get ready, because coming up later this week, at this point, by the time this is published, Kelly and I will have gone to see The Cursed Child. So at the end of this week, prepare yourself, because we're going to be eventually posting about that. It's not up yet, though, so you gotta wait that's right guys we spent a billion dollars to bring you this blog post exactly this is a billion dollar blog post so we're expecting to make our money back on this blog post so like get the word out there so we can give alex yeah. his get the word out there yeah we spent honestly
2: at this point we're just going so that we can earn that dollar that we owe alex yeah
3: <laughs> so we need to make a million and one dollars no. so we can pay alex
0: back mm-hmm. yes for that segue, also sometime forthcoming. Oh, geez, Kelly. Oh, wait, sorry. I thought you were going to talk about River. Kelly, friend of the pod, Todd. Yes, and I are going to write about Mitski's new album, Yay. "Be the Cowboy," a true masterpiece. It's beautiful. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about it because. Me too. I think uh, obviously since I like me
1: tried to make you do just it. just
0: gushing about it to Todd is probably getting old to him. That's
1: fair. I like that he's now called Friend of the Pod Todd. <laughs> friend of the Pod Todd.
3: <laughs> pod Todd. Pod, Todd.
1: <laughs> we should just pod call Todd. him Pod Todd. Pod Todd. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Um, can, I, uh, can, can I do my shout-out now? Yeah. Do your shout-out. Yeah. Okay. Hey, just wanted to give a shout-out <laughs> to um, sometimes listener Patrick, my brother, and his yeah. now brand-new <laughs> wife, Caitlin. Um <laughs> the time you're hearing this they got married last week but um right now we're like 3 days out from the wedding and uh, I'm officiating it and I'm very nervous so if you could just like send me some good vibes and send them some good vibes I'm sure it went great just wanted to say congrats to them cuz they're awesome. Aww.
2: Well no one can send you good vibes cuz it will already I'm be gonna over I'm just going to say Susan that was awesome what us. you did
3: We'll cut that out this past weekend it was great <laughs> good, job. good job good job great
1: Thank you. I there cried. You Such a good job. I
3: wasn't there, but <laughs> whenever you were doing. <laughs> but I probably I was
1: probably crying. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I'm I sure I would cry. I'm, I'm, I'm under strict orders not to cry, so we'll see how it goes. Good luck. I know. You're you don't get cry. to pick when you cry. That's what I tried to explain to Patrick. See, Patrick? See? Your body doesn't care. <laughs> no. What you want, okay? <laughs> it doesn't. The
3: heart wants what it wants.
0: That, should be the, that would be, like, the title of my memoir. Your body doesn't care what you want.
1: It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Comma, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um, Alright, yeah, that's all. Please rate, review, Yes.
3: Subscribe.
1: Kelly, how did we do
3: last time with that? Because we, you weren't here to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, it was fine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thank no, you. You guys were great. Thank you. Great job. On that episode, now we have all officially been absent at least once. Some of us, so more than once, it happens. <laughs> some of us. <laughs> That's Mary and Susan. If it's okay. Wondering. We'll catch up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can you guys like please just let me ask you something? Um, if you haven't rated. <sighs> and reviewed us why why you know like that's my question is why like you know think about it for a second just think to yourself why haven't i rated and reviewed this probably that your first answer is it's too much work well let me tell you something um it's all on your phone it's very easy it only takes a couple of seconds you could literally just put five stars and write cool Love it. If you want, we can write your
3: review for you. Submit. All right, so open it up. Open up your little review thing and get ready. All right, so click five. (laughs) A nice emoji
0: emoji review. Click the five stars.
2: Yeah, maybe we should just do a copy and paste. I'm just going to make a page on our website that says, um, please copy and paste uh yeah. Yeah, any one of these reviews your
0: favorite three let us emojis. know if you used it yeah. yeah what we should do we should get stephen king <laughs> in on this because he writes blurbs for a lot <laughs> oh of my folks. god
2: i'm gonna tweet him can you please in give Candesan, us uh, he'll a quote. say. um
1: <laughs> i want it to be a tour de force <laughs> extraordinary okay, fine a tour de force of bitches <laughs>
3: my microphone. Seriously, <laughs> <It's> guys. I just laughed so hard that I pulled my microphone off the desk and it hit me in the hip. So, that happened. <laughs> anyway,
2: um, yeah, guys, yeah, what, come on. What are, what's happening? Get it together. We're, we're so disappointed. Read and review yeah. us. Also, follow us the on all of the social medias. Yep. We are Book Swat Goals on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. um, also, you can email us at the squad at booksquadgoals.com, and our website, obviously, Duh. is com, where you can also find all of our wonderful blog posts, our, our past, past episodes, episodes
0: if you will. and so
2: much more.
1: Yeah. Pet profiles.
2: Past episodes. Cute pictures of us, mm-hmm. bios for all of our pets.
1: Our dating profiles. You know, the Wait, what? We're all in love, though. Just kidding. We're all in love and stuff. Uh, So so cute. (laughs) You can't date us. True. Uh, You can date our pets, though. Sucks to be you. You snooze, you lose. You had your shot. It didn't
3: work out. Okay. Okay. Bye. On
2: that note. note, Bye. bye. Later. (laughs) Jason.